What's up, y'all? It's your boy Foss, and welcome to another episode of the Eight. We got me as always, our guy Javi, and uh, it's a good episode today, people, because uh, we got a, we got a real special guest. I mean, this guy you might have seen him in movies or even selling your house around the block. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and it's my pleasure to introduce. Uh, we got our guy Tim Flynn. What it do? Today's episode. What up, everybody? What up, Tim? Hello, hello. How are you? Uh, how's your day going? Ah, oh, my day's been busy. Over forty phone calls today. Forty. Talking. Oh yeah, dude, it's it's insane. I literally have not yeah. gotten off the phone all day long. I know. Every time I hit you up, you on the Zoom calls. Yeah, I know. Today was a it was a busy day though. I'm starting a new thing, so we're just getting everything lined up. Busy's nice. Busy's nice. Javi, how was your, how was your day, man? Um, it was pretty good. Um, we're uh, recording this from Trevor's house because, well, my internet's down at home, so I had to uh, relocate, and hopefully this episode comes out good. Um, I don't know, <laughs> I'm excited, man. It's like I was excited for this. I've been planning, but you can't plan this. You know, it just just came out of nowhere. And that's what makes it special, honestly. You know, that that's I think one of the eight trademarks is the. Uh, it will give you a twist. We don't know what's going on. Some something's going wrong. But, something. Uh, we're every week. Every week there's something. Every week. Hey, you know what? The half the back half of the episode might cut off. Hey, but we'll get it back up. Javi's internet might be down, but uh he's at someone else's house. Yeah, that means so it's not gonna cut out. Exactly. True, good, true, vibes. True. good vibes. I'm recording this Trevor episode said, from Trevor said he's got good internet. Trevor said he got good internet, and Javi, I know he had the well, he had like seven megs with nah, like nah, fit, nah. five people on it. I got that premium, baby. It's lagging. It's <laughs> lagging already. I feel like it's already lagging out. Oh damn! Well, we're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it work. Good. I think we'll uh, be fine. We'll be good. We'll be good. Today's episode is gonna be great. So, uh, Tim, I mean, you're the you're the you're the special guest. I mean, tell the people a little about your little about yourself. So I um, sell real estate right now in Salt Lake City, but um, outside of that, I grew up in Park City, Utah, and played all sorts of sports um, through high school. Went and played uh, college baseball at George Fox University in Oregon. The Foxes, and then <clears throat> yes, and then um, outside of that, I uh, ended up quitting school because I got my real estate license and started selling houses um in between i did some acting which is kind of where the intro that you that you set out came from mm-hmm. uh but now i'm kind of <clears throat> um for the last four years i've been back full-time real estate in salt lake and park city That's you dope. could search you could search tim learyhomes.com tim leary homes yep and that's kind of my Yo. that's my site it's my landing page <laughs> Tim, I gotta ask the high school in Park City. Yeah. That ha- that had to be dope. That's nice. Yeah, sounds I, nice. I I went there after they had already renovated it all, so um, I got the nice part of it. Right, we had like like cool garage doors that you see at restaurants and stuff. Like every classroom had one, so you could just like have an open learning environment. It, it was a pretty cool space. Really, at the high school, like in your classroom. Yeah, like our classroom wall was a garage door that you could like open into the hallway. Oh, and wow. that's just like a normal that was like a normal class that's not like a special class or nothing 
No, it was not a special class. I was just, I was just. Did you ride a bus to school? And they're, and they're just... punching numbers on the calculator, seeing like, you what know, was it? What was the size of that bus? Yo, I went to. We went to school on the west side. Our shit. Our school used to be a prison, so it's. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. See, that makes sense. For me to walk out of my house, oh, I actually but... had to walk through the garage just because our front door didn't work. So. <laughs> I swear. I... <laughs> I swear that's okay, my value so hold was. On, hold on though, because I'm not a Park City kid. Okay, I grew up. My house was actually like 15 minutes east of Park City in a town called Camas or like the Camas Valley, and that is where like that's where like cowboys are from, you know. And it was like farmers, like blue blue collar, like you know that that was the place though. And like some of my best friends to date are still there or like from there right like i went to elementary school there and then transferred over to park city because my mom taught in park city uh as she was a school teacher so that's like the only way we got into park city was because she was a school teacher um but other than that like we didn't live there until my sophomore year in high school we didn't like actually live in park city so when you think of park city oh, okay. the big houses the rich kids like that wasn't me i did not mm-hmm. grow up rich my mom was a school teacher. My dad did a lawn maintenance company down in Salt Lake. So like we came like as middle class and as average of human beings as you could in terms of like growing up. Was that weird? For, like, <clears throat> was that weird at school though? Cause I'm pretty sure not everybody at your school was like that though, right? Oh yeah. I mean like, dude, I'm not kidding. Like there was a kid in our class who had a Lotus Elise when like Lotuses were like the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like a, you know, he just got his driver's license, Range Rovers, BMWs, I mean, it's true. Like what they say, like, it, it, I mean, it's true. You walk through that parking lot and it's like, you know, th- these parents are leaving their kids with like 10 racks and then they're just going to go sail. Right. And the kids are freaking left with their nanny in sixth grade. So we're like showing up to, you know, my girlfriend's house in sixth grade, like haven't even kissed a girl yet. And like her parents are sailing in the BVIs for the next three months. She's there with her nanny and there's just like, 10 G's and a check just sitting on the counter. Like, Hey, get some food for you guys. Like be safe for the next freaking three months you know what i mean Damn. like that literally happened That's so crazy. it was different because like we didn't come from that and i actually i think the worst decision my mom ever made i i like forced her into buying me an audi when i turned 16 because i thought like oh i had to have that in order to like fit yeah, in yeah. yeah but it like totally screwed her over you know and like mm-hmm. i feel bad to this date for that but she she's a school teacher she can't buy that you know she drove like mm-hmm a beater car and her 16 year old son just to try and like fit in have this like glossy Audi you know yeah so it was different it was tough I would have been they didn't have the school bus like how does the school bus work like are you getting clowned if you still run the school bus to work uh, to school like Like, I never saw that outwardly like I I was never a part of that side of the world you know like we just drove we didn't live there so like no there was no bus coming to pick us up anyways you know so like you kind of had to have cars because we drove 15 20 minutes to school every day which again that's not bad but like we were we weren't in the school district the only reason we could go to school there was because my mom worked for the school district oh okay she had a little she had a little in she had a little oh yeah yeah (laughs) but but it's funny because be ready yeah yeah, Wait, what? like my, you know, part of my good friends are like, like it's, it's like 50, 50, right? Like I have like some of my best friends still to the state who are like the most genuine people in the entire world are from Camas and like the Camas Valley. They went to South Summit high school, graduated. They're fucking hard workers, harder workers than anybody I know. 
good, genuine people. They care about you. They care about your success. They reach out to you. Um, and then I have my Park City friends. And like, I think I'm like really close with maybe three of them, right? Out of like the 20 that I was friends with. Yeah. Um, and no one, it's all superficial. Like the, the genuine friends I have from Park City are like close to me. Right. And they're like good, good human beings. But like from a outsider's perspective, like even my girlfriend now, Mel, she like, when she met me, she's like, oh, fuck, you're from Park City. Like, fuck you, dude. You know? But douchebag. I was, I was not, yeah, exactly. Like, I was not, I was not like in that. That's what I thought. As soon as as Fossey told me that you were from Park City, I was like, oh, we're going to have this this douche guy on our fucking podcast, dude. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a douchebag, but uh, just, yeah, I'm we're, not that kind of douchebag. Yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah he's like, don't label him already, dude. Nah, I'm just kidding. Really There's douchebags everywhere. West Valley, Rose Park. There's probably douchebags oh, yeah. down at uh, Antarctica too. They're everywhere. <laughs> Are you? I had to get Tim on. You know, you can't just get anybody on the eight. So yeah, I thought it'd be cool. So, but yeah, hey, we appreciate you. So, but uh, for real. So moving on from high school, you went from high school, you did a little college a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, how many years did you do in college? Um, hard to say. I think I'm a junior. So I think I did like two and a half to three years. So you got your associates like, in credit wise. No, I didn't like, I didn't even get my associates. Cause like, I think you, I don't know how this process works, but from my understanding, you go into school, like to get your associates. Or you go to a four-year university to get your bachelor's, but like just because I completed two years of school doesn't mean I have my associates. Yeah, you have to like you have to like apply for that, right? Like my the classes that I take have to go towards a degree, and I did not select to go towards an associates. I was going for a bachelor's, but then I dropped out. So I just like have credits sitting there that I could apply if I like went back to school. Um, they gonna run out. They gonna run out. Yeah, they are going to run out. All right, what, what, are you, what are you even calling? Yeah, fuck them. I don't think I'm ever going to really See if you can trade those points in for like some, uh, like a, a coupon or something, like a discount or something somewhere. <laughs> Maybe you hey, can I sell these credits. Like, like, I... discount. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to get this like, anything, man. Can I can I trade these in for something? Like, <laughs> I spent a lot of money on these. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yo, please. Is there money back? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was um, I was in Oregon for a year, and ironically enough, like I signed up to go like so late because I didn't even know I was gonna go right. Like, but they were they gave me a baseball scholarship, and so I was like, whatever, I'll go. But I signed up so late, they didn't even have a room for me, so they put me up in a temporary room, which was actually the kitchen, that like the community kitchen in the basement of the dorms, and there was one other kid who also happened to like choose to go to school way later than everyone else. And that kid, uh, his name's Isaac Medeiros. He's a, a movie director in LA. Oh, wow. Um, trying to, trying to make it, but it was funny because like, I really wanted to pursue acting. Who, that? who is he? Pull, pull him up. What was his, his name? His name's Isaac, Isaac Medeiros, M-E-D, uh, M-E-D. Oh, you're playing the video of me. <laughs> Sorry. Trevor, are you there? No, you're good. Um, so he's uh, M-E-D-E-R-I-O-S or something like that yeah that should be it right there yeah that's him okay so craziest kid I've ever met in my entire life like literally the craziest kid I've ever met in my entire life and I'm a genuine friend with him but he would appreciate the fact that I call him absolutely fucking crazy like this dude is insane um, 
I like his aesthetic. So his hair is dumb. Oh, dude, he's crazy. He's like such an old soul. Like all the movies he does are black and white, like raw, real films. Like he doesn't use stuntmen. Like he just does it all himself. Like there's there's videos of him uh, in some of his movies, like jumping into uh, it's the dead of winter in Alaska. And he like jumps into a river, like, you know, like he gets shot and like falls into a river and flows down this freaking river that's like white water. And they just did it all. And they're like, oh, we hope he doesn't like die. So he's like the rawest kid I've ever met. But it was ironic because nobody else in the school was like in a film program or like wanted to be an actor or movie director besides us two. So out of like an entire school in college, we happened to be roomed in the same room, not even like a normal room, like the kitchen in the basement of the dorms. And like, that's like, I think was the first realization I had of like, when you put yourself and you're, you know, into the right mindset of like, where you want to be, who you want to be around, like that type of, of world, like it actually works. Like the world actually works, which is crazy. That's tight. Looks like Foss is muted. Yeah. Foss constantly be doing that. <laughs> like so I, I was my my fault my fault like I was like uh surrounding yourself with like just people with that mindset and just like go getters and people are positive right it, it, like it, that works mm -hmm. right like it it's crazy so it just it's, if I were to get up and speak at like a conference right now I would talk about um, I am where I am today because I took the risk of putting myself in front of failure right and putting myself in front of people who could help get me to where I wanted to go. And there's there's two quotes that I live by, right? One of them is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Uh, because it's it's fucking real. Like that is so real. And then two is uh at least once a week or or ever, you never want to be the smartest person in the room because then you're never learning and you're never growing. Because if you're the smartest person in the room, you're teaching other people, right? And yeah. there's a balance. You could teach people, you could be smart as fuck, you could be the guy that everyone wants to go to for information, advice, like whatever it is. But you have to humble yourself by always making sure that, you know, nine times out of 10, you are uh, like the dumbest person in the room because then you're, you're never going to grow if you're not. That's, that's, well, facts. that's deep. Let me tell you. That's, <clears throat> that's just, dude, I'm serious. Like, I would not be where I am today if I didn't take the risk of, like, Dude, I, I'll walk up to you on the street. I don't even care. This is so not cool to do, but like, and I'm not saying everyone should go do this, but like I, when I see someone and I see the life that they're living, I'm the, I'm the guy who's going to walk up to you on the street and say like, yo, how much money do you make? And, and how the fuck do you do it? Because I want to, I want to get there. And that's like, not, you know, like my parents always taught me, like, don't ask people how much they make. It's confident information, this and that, but like, I'm that guy. And I really think that being vulnerable like that and open um, people respect it and people have like openly talked to me about their finances when maybe they have like said one day like that they'll never ever do that and then here I am they're talking to some stranger on the street about how much money they make and how they got there because it's just that genuine relationship and connection I'm trying to create I'm like I'm not coming up just like trying to pull your chain like yo how much money do you make you look rich it's like no I want to fucking be there and they can see that I want to be there so they're going to help me get there exactly and, and, and a lot of people are scared to take that risk you know, it's, there's always tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow or whatever the case may be, but you, you, you control your shot. future. Yeah. You control, you control it. I, I think so, like, you know? so from the acting world, right. Cause I was an actor for a while. Um, or I guess I was trying to be an actor for a while. Uh, yeah. They, we're, let's talk about that. Let's, let's get on that. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so kind of to follow up and transition into that is in that world, it's who you know, right? Like they, they say that all the time. Like you're not going to make it to the top unless you like know someone, right? Um, and I that transitioned into like my business life is like you have, there's so many people out there who want to be associated like with young individuals, want to help people, but like they're not going to seek that out. They're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the mall one day and find a random person and be like, I'm going to make you rich or I'm going to make you famous. Like you have to put yourself in that, those positions. And you have to take the risk to do that. And that's, I think, truthfully, like how I got to where I got in acting before I left was just like, you know, it's who you know, and you got to leverage those relationships because people want to help. You just got to ask. Mm. Yeah, I think, that's, <clears throat> I think that's the main thing with everybody. Usually people are scared to ask. Mm-hmm. And it's they don't a, I think raise it's, their hand and look stupid. They don't want to yeah, be that guy. It's like a pride mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy, but yeah. The worst thing that can happen in those situations is is somebody tells you no. That's it. Like you're not gonna die. You're not gonna be at, like physical pain. You're not gonna like the worst possible case scenario that someone that you know when you put yourself in a position like that is someone just says no, and that's it, and you move on. Facts. You miss every shot you don't take. Uh huh. Hundred percent of them. But that that's a fact. <laughs> fact of life. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't get any realer than that. No, it's very simple. Life is <laughs> no, very simple. You just gotta you gotta take advantage of the opportunities that pe- that you know that are right in front of you, and you won't ever know what those are until you like take that take that risk. Because then you end up no. later on regretting it for sure. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's already there's already things I know what you think of, and it's just like, oh, I wish I would have done this back then, and it's like. If you don't start making a change, you're gonna end up still thinking, you know, like, well, when I was, you know, certain age, I should have done this, should have asked mm-hmm. that, or something. Imagine if you look back in your life at those specific uh, what ifs, you know, that you never took advantage of. Imagine where you'd be today, right? Like, if you just look at back at like the the last ten that you can remember of those opportunities that you like passed up for whatever reason that you were busy, you didn't want to, you were bored, you were like, I'm not gonna go to this party, whatever, right? Yeah, you're missing out on these opportunities. Who knows where you could be without taking those risks, right? Like I am where I am today because I was I was confident enough in my abilities to take enough risk that granted enough reward, right? Like I saw the outcome and I was like, okay, if this person tells me no, that's fine. But why would I not ask? Because look at the reward. Holy shit, right? Yeah. So I could either be a gajillionaire or someone could tell me no. I'm taking that risk 10 times out of 10. And it's cool too though because when you get like when someone genuinely gives you like advice or something sometimes they give you some of that stuff that they had to go through and learn the hard way and it, it paths it makes an easier path for you you know if you do listen and take the advice in and yeah not all advice is always going to work but i mean any little thing you could always apply to yourself and it you know it it puts you in a, in a, in a good position the way i see it you know mm-hmm. Everyone's going to tell you different things, right? You take it with a grain of salt. You take what works for you and you move, you know, you, you leverage that and move forward. But yeah, like that, I mean, that's why, so, you know, my acting career, I was, um, I wanted to be an actor. I just was like the center of attention. Um, I tried to be that guy who was just like loud, obnoxious, class clown. Like that was just my life and I loved it. I loved the attention. And so I thought like, oh, well, I love the attention, but I also love money oh, wow, I should be an actor. Um, I never took any classes, did anything like that. I actually don't even know how I got into it or, or, I yeah, I really have no idea. 
but I remember I looked up online like a um, like a talent agency or like how do I how do I get auditions to be in a movie or something like that and and there was a talent agency in Utah that came up I went and auditioned for them and they wanted me uh, quickly found out it was a scam and you know for anybody out there who wants to get into that world like I'm open to talk to you about what's a scam and what's not um and in reality it's like if, if any agent makes you pay anything up front it's a scam because the only way an agent should get paid is if you book a role or you you book a, a gig a job and then they take like their 10 percent mm. <clears throat> so mm. I got into that scam uh which sucked I booked a commercial they said listen like, listen here we're gonna need a I'm gonna I'm gonna need the two I'm gonna need yeah I'm gonna need the 300 right now okay <laughs> i'm a i'm a hold half half of it now i'm like wait 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 a minute wait a minute sir okay me. i mean that's exactly how it was no that was i remember i remember i used to get cards sometimes you know because there was a lot of little chubby gorditos that were getting on movies and shit so whenever i walked <laughs> down valley fair mall and i'm being serious though i did get my, my parents got a card <laughs> once and i low-key i wanted to be a card so like they would come up and be like hey you know what you ever thought about like putting your kid on an acting or anything like that and then it's like oh. i can i can help you out and then it's like i remember i wanted bro because i remember when i was little i mean i still think you know i mean i love movies and all that stuff and i always thought about you know possibly i always wanted to be in something but i kind of just like let go of that you know mm-hmm. yeah why, why you can't you can't you can't let go I don't know. Well, you can't let go. I just, I but you, you, you can't let go. But if you I, really want, I just, I know it's, it. I know, I don't know. And I was going to ask, I had a couple questions. And I mean, we, we can cover that later on, but I know it's a hustle, bro. Like, it's the, probably one of the ultimate hustles, I feel like, trying to like land roles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the ultimate decision why I stopped was because I, I looked into the future and i said all right what's like super important to you and family was like number one right like i wanted a family i wanted to start my own family i wanted to be close to my family close with them right like not even proximity wise like location wise like it was like i want to always be available for my family and with with this it was tough because you can look 10 years into the future and you could say, wow, I could be Tom Cruise. I could be Leo DiCaprio, right? Like uh, that, that actually is a, is a possibility. And then how cool would it be to like, you know, now the time I'm spending with my family, like I'm, I'm getting to help them live out their dreams. So mm-hmm. it all, at the end of the day, I looked at, it, I was like, what, what are the benefits of this? Like in my life, like all of it surrounded money, right? It wasn't fame. It was money. So I was like, why am I choosing the hardest possible route in life to make money, right? Trying to be a one in a gajillion actor and make a fuckload of money when I could go do that in the business world. And then I still get all the same money, but I can be home at night to be with my family, right? I could be uh, wherever I want. I could be in Salt Lake with my with my mom and my dad and like my brothers are here my you know extended family's here my girlfriend her family like everyone's here right so everything that came along with like why i wanted to be a famous actor it all revolved around money it didn't really have anything to do with the fame now the center of attention piece i always want that i've always wanted it, it it's just like a part of who i am i'm just like a very outgoing person 
Um, but it all revolved around money. So I was like, okay, I, I really just chose the, the hardest possible way to get into making a lot of money. So what else could I do? And that's what I got my real estate license. So I was, I was an actor because I wanted to take my mom on a private jet. I wanted to, uh, buy my dad a house on a river so he could retire and fish every day. Right. Like, like those were my goals with being no. an actor. Right. So it didn't really relate. Yeah. It didn't really relate to like the art of being an actor, which I like credit those types of people so much right because those are the people who should be famous and in and, and all the big movies it's the people who really really love the art of it and like being an actor and like what that takes i was in it for the money and so that was kind of the hard part the fame about it was like really cool but i really ultimately at the end of the day was in it for the money and like the schedule and the chance to not make it right like you're not creating your own destiny like people choose you why would i why would I put my destiny, my financial future in the hands of somebody else when I can go get it myself? Go get that. You got to go get that bag. Yes, sir. You Yo, know, something you know, I, I wanted to know, though, um, as far as like auditions, like, is that pretty, is that something that was pretty, like, did you go through a lot of auditions before you actually got that, that first, you know, film to be on? Oh, yeah. I think, I, I mean, like, let's call it a hundred auditions that I've been on in my life. And I got four of them. Maybe. That's not bad. That's not too bad. No, it's so like four. How long is an audition? Yeah. I mean, but how long is an audition? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I got out. No, see, that's the difference. So out of a hundred auditions, I might've, I might, if I lived in LA, it would have been a different story, right? I would have done a hundred. Um, yeah. okay. right? But I did a hundred okay. in Salt Lake. I did a hundred in like, God, four years. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I have a four-year span of me being, trying to be an actor. Like, I got you know some very, very, very small things, and then I got one big, big-time thing. Uh, well, two big, huge things happened to me in my acting career. One of them was a lead role in a movie, and then the other one was in an audition. A casting director from LA sat me down and talked to me for about forty-five minutes. Told me I had to pack my shit up and move to LA because I was going to be the next big thing. Um, she got me connected with managers in LA. I had a manager in LA. Uh, like after that, I was auditioning for Martin Scorsese. I was auditioning for Guillermo del Toro. I was auditioning wow. for movies with Tom Cruise. Like, right. And and those are just auditions. But then when I talk to my buddies out there who've been trying to do it for a long time, they're like, dude, I've never been in an audition room for a movie that big or for a TV show that big ever. Thanks. And so like that part of it was really, really cool, right? But it just was the hustle and bustle. I was still living in Salt Lake. I had one credit card that had $700 limit. I would buy a plane ticket, fly out on a Monday, come back on a Wednesday, right? I would do like three, four auditions and then I would fly out the next Monday and I was freaking bartending. I had no money. And so it just like started to really take a toll on on, on me. Is that, you know, when I, I like, think is that here and make money. Exactly. Acting is that grimy. You hear about it, people moving out in their cars sleeping in their cars you know trying to make mm -hmm. it like these people who have made it so it's it's not easy it, it's no. definitely not easy so no it's not but um yeah the auditions they they're they're quick right like they give you um they don't tell you anything about the movie they give you like a one one sentence breakdown of the movie show whatever they're doing commercial and they don't give you any direction they don't they just give you like one page of, of lines where it says like you know you're you're well, you have to memorize and then you have to go in there and act it out um and typically you walk in you say your name your agency your age you then they say action you do the the thing and someone behind the camera is reading and typically they're not acting so they're just like reading so it's even harder 
because you don't have someone acting, you know, in front of you. They're just reading it very monotone and you have to like act, right? And like prove yourself and, and like be in character. And then they don't tell you anything. They're like, all right, thanks. And you leave. And then the, the worst part is you never hear no. You only hear back if it's a yes. Oh, see, that that would drive me so, nuts, bro. Yeah, so the movie could, like, come out, and you're like, oh, well, fuck, I, guess I, I, I guess I didn't get it. I guess I didn't get it. You're like, hey, yo, yo, what was that, what was that movie I auditioned for, like, uh, nine months ago? These yeah. motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. Have you? Oh, bro, you're just, you're just auditioning, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, Charles, save the kids. I need yeah. your help. And you have to be like, holy shit, bro. Like, I fuck, you know, and you got to be, like, in it. Yeah. And then they're standing back there, yeah. and there's like there's a whole line of people, right? You got producers, directors, casting directors, writers, actors, like they're all standing back there just watching you, and then they film it, and then they say see you later, and that's it. That's crazy. That I feel like I'd be too uh, like nervous for that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's why. Why, that's why, why are you in a million make it? Yeah. Why are you sweating nervous. so much, son? Hey, <laughs> what was your name? Why are you sweating? Yeah, this is for a. This is for a commercial that nobody's ever going to see, dude. Like, you're on freaking... This is going to be the lowest paying job you've ever gotten. Why are you sweating? It's like, uh... Yeah. Because I've never gotten a job. <laughs> We're no. at, this is probably going to air at maybe 1 o'clock a.m. Yeah. Action. <laughs> I going to see you, dude. Stop sweating. <laughs> have you uh, ever action. seen, like, anything that you, like, probably... Uh, that you auditioned for? And then you see, like, you know, like, I don't know if it was, like, a TV show or a movie. And then you're like, dude, I would have killed that part better. Like, something that you actually auditioned for, though. Have you ever seen anything? Yeah. Um, uh, not that I, like, thought I could do better. But it was just, like, a kick to the nuts. So there's there's this phrase in the industry called being pinned for a role. And what that means is you've gone through, uh, let's call it five auditions, right? So you audition with just the casting director. Then they... It, you get called and they say, hey, we want you to come back and do another audition, which is typically a little bit longer so they can see a little bit more of you. Yeah. And then um, outside of that, then they'll call you back again and they'll typically do like a test read, which means um, you're reading like a full scene with the other actress, like the main actress or something like she's there. So if it's Tom Cruise, like Tom Cruise is there because yeah. they want to see like street, uh, like it's a chemistry read. So they want to see like the chemistry between the two people. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you meet with like the directors and everyone, and it's more of like a meeting setting. Um, and then after that, then they tell you if you got it or not. And that's typically like a four month process. Yeah. So like you're from your first audition till the time they actually like say, all right, it's yours could be anywhere up to like a year long process. Um, and so one time it was with my, it was the very first audition I ever did in LA. It was for a Netflix series, which is on Netflix right now, called Insatiable. And I don't know. I think it got picked up for season two, but I don't think it got picked up for season three. Okay. Um, but uh, Debbie Ryan was in that. Who's that? Uh, the me? <laughs> the freaking uh, Debbie Ryan TV show with the kids. The Disney's. With the yeah. Di the Disney so she's one. a famous. Exactly. She's a famous uh, Disney actor. And she, she got that it. meme on uh, TikTok with the Debbie Ryan look. Y'all seen that? Yeah, that's her on the. Oh way. yeah, I, I saw that. You doing the that was a meme on Twitter too. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little yeah. It's pretty she, cute. What was that? I don't know the movie she. I, don't, I know the movie she's in, but. But yeah, so, you were gonna be on on that or what? 
yeah so i i was pinned for a role in this like a, a series regular um i think my contract was like 250 grand or something like that and then i got on the airplane to fly back home after all the auditions and uh <laughs> we kind of got shafted so uh i got an email as i was about to take off and it said um <clears throat> you know you were pinned for this role we had to go over contracts make sure you're available but unfortunately they went with someone else uh, so when you're pinned for a role out of the let's call it five thousand people that auditioned for that part you're the final two yeah Ooh. so being pinned yeah being pinned for a role means you're the final two and typically what happens is you're pinned for the role and then the other who's in role looks completely opposite of you right and the reason they do that is because they might not have like the full leading cast um booked yet or or uh like solidified and so if the lead actor is going to look just like me then then they don't want me right because they need like more diversity in the show and you see michael provost right there on your screen he's the the second leading actor that dude looks just like me so i didn't get the part so he's the one that he took your prop part no so i can't even remember the guy's name no he was i think he was already he, he was already hired but then tim came yeah, on so he, looks like, he looks like michael he looks like michael yeah, so we got to go with the exactly the oh they, they i get him. you i get you i get you yeah so they yeah. chose a guy the, the role that i auditioned for they chose a guy with like long brown hair right and like dark olive skin which clearly looks nothing like me i get you so that was the part where it was like oh shit you know like that sucks but um that's the worst part of it right that's like as far as i got in the auditions in la uh and then like blumhouse um they really liked me there there's a new show or a, a movie um where the kid uh wakes up in college and like he keeps that girl keeps waking up and dying oh yeah 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 that's a movie isn't it yeah yeah they just made another one so it's blumhouse um I can't remember what the what the title was, but it's yeah, it's all centered around like this these this girl in the, her dorm room who like wakes up uh, and she's like living a dream, but she can't get out of it, right? So like she dies a different way every single time, but she knows she's gonna die. Um, and so that that I auditioned for that one, and they really liked me for that one, but then I just I you know you never get called back. So they called my my agent and was like, oh god, we love him for this, blah blah blah. But then um, yeah, sometimes you just never hear back. And that, I mean, that's the hardest part. It's like you audition, you you felt like you killed it, and then you just literally never hear anything again. Yeah, you did great, kid. We'll call you. We probably won't. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. Hey, you have a good one. Okay, next. Uh, that's crazy. But, <laughs> Friend that's loves what... that movie, by the way, Tim. Oh, really? It's literally, yeah, she's a huge Blumhouse fan, and Happy Death Day is like literally one of her favorite movies. Yeah, that's funny because I I went to Blumhouse, like to their uh -huh. headquarters, to audition right. for it, um, and got to like meet uh, all of them and like all the producers, all the all the video team, like everyone. It was it was one of my like favorite auditions because of how like nice they were and open and like they gave me a tour of the facility and um, they really liked me. Like that was probably one. In in all honesty, um, I I probably my first movie I would have ever booked probably would have been. A Blumhouse if I had moved to LA because scary movies think about this guys this is trippy okay 
So scary movies or horror movies, they never, ever have their lead actor as a famous actor because people can't relate, right? They look at Tom Cruise in a scary movie. They're not going to be that scared because it's like, oh, that's Tom Cruise. But if it's someone they don't know, they can relate to them on, on like more of a, an even level. And so that's why mm-hmm. if you're going to, if you're going to be an actor and you want like your big break, typically a scary movie, you'll see a lot of like non, you know, like famous, but like not like crazy famous actors in these movies because they want you to be able to relate with them. And so they don't, they're not going to choose Tom Cruise to be in this movie because well, one typically horror movies don't do as well financially, so they can't like afford Tom Cruise, but also, uh, they, yeah, they want you to be, be able to relate better with the people. So they choose someone who's like, who you never have seen before. So it's like, almost feels like it's you in there. That's dope. I never, I never even realized I'm trying to think, and I don't think I've seen one scary movie with the, which I don't really watch scary movies, but I've seen, uh, let's see. I can think in had a bigger person. But Jennifer Lawrence like is huge. in a scary movie, and she's she's the biggest actress I know that would probably be in a in a scary movie. Well, Megan Fox, like Megan Fox, all all of those Insidious movies, I think they just have the same cast. Or they do one of those ones with the yeah, it's like the, the husband and wife or whatever. Conjuring. Yeah, 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 yeah. But notice yeah. you don't anymore. You don't see them in any other movies. Yeah, you saw. I think I only saw her in Bates Motel. I saw her in. Uh, and that was kind of like creepy uh, kind of show. I can't. I can't think of anything else. I think there's one more thing. I don't know. It's on the tip of my tippy tongue. But that is crazy to think about. I never. I've never thought about that like that. What would be on a scary movie, Chief? One of these days. Let's do it. I can look scared. Ah! Oh my god. <laughs> we'll just make a scary movie. Someone has to buy it. The the production's gonna be top dog, top quality. Mm-hmm. I can just see it now. I mean, bro, you could have, you could literally have the next Saw on your hands. They made that movie for like eighty thousand dollars. You can think of business loan out, chief. Bro, it's, there it is, coming soon. Okay, so listen, I got. Let's transition into. I want to talk about this. It's not not your Cinderella's type. Not not Cinderella's type. The lead role you got. Yes. So are we on? Are we live right now? Oh yeah, it's been it's, it's we've been on. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys started, you guys started talking again, so I started to roll with it. So, but are we are we good? Yeah. You think we're good? Right, I think we're, I, I think we're we're, we're gonna be happy. fine. I, I think we're gonna be fine. Well, let's believe. I, I believe in it. If you not, know you know what? There. I don't mind this. Con- I I'd be down to do this conversation again. Like, I, I I don't want to do it again. I want to do it again. You know, people got time. You know, Tim's a busy man. Okay. Hey man, I got time though. I got and this is, I mean, see, that's, that's my, a good my, guy, dude. my guy, that's my guy. Look, but anyways, I just, this is great stuff and I'm, I'm just, you know, I just hope it's fascinated. Yeah. I'm just, no, I just hope it's recording and oh, I just hope oh. it's producing. Right. And that's what I'm saying. But anyways, let's, we're going to go live back again in three, two, uh, <laughs> no, what, I, what I want to hear about is, uh, the lead role you got not not cinderella's type yeah dude. that was crazy you, you get the lead role i mean that's kind of like i know because okay first of all let's let me let's back up a little bit and let's tell the people how i know you so i'm applying at, at chg okay 
healthcare, the job I currently work at. Okay. We're all in the interview process. I see, I see this guy in a tailored out striped down, nice, nice suit. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Who's this? This guy's, this guy's looking a little fly. And then it just happens to be Tim. And then me and Tim end up both getting a job. We interact. I think we interacted in the, uh, in the interview process. I can't remember. You know, they make you do like the little, uh, activities together. Yeah. 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 I can't, I can't remember if we're at the same table, but, and then, yeah, we just ended up working together and then that was dope. And we would, uh, go, go play FIFA all day in the, in the break room. Oh, dude. Dude, I, I didn't even book any doctors because of how much FIFA I played. Like, I would just play FIFA and then, like, fake my calls. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, yes. like, I, I was, like, I was in it and, like, just making that salary. And I knew I was probably going to get fired. But that's why I hustled so hard at the beginning, so they couldn't fire me. Dude, I won that award and then quit and, three months later. And obviously, what we're saying is uh, for people who are listening, um, we're obviously joking about everything we're talking about right here. So this FIFA talk, yeah, obviously yeah. a joke. I work really hard at my job. Honestly, we do. That's not working anymore. Though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, see, exactly, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, it, exactly. Because I, I, but uh, no, FIFA was a uh, that was crazy. Me, you, and Andy. You see, Andy, Andy's out there doing his own thing. With this uh, recording stuff, that's that's cool to see. But, anyways, yeah. So, yeah. So me and Tim just start just start kicking it, and uh, every day at work, and you know, so you get close. Tim won this. Uh, you did win the not this award I wanted to win, but what was the little little the Board training class thing? Award, dude. Board performer. I was happy for you, but I'm like, this guy wasn't even trying. That's how impressed I was because you weren't even trying, but you won it. Dude, here's here's why. Okay, listen. Listen, you just have to look like you're trying hard. That's right. That's what. That's how I won, dude. I would show up an hour before everyone else, but but I would do absolutely nothing for that hour. But I would get paid because because I was getting paid. But I would do nothing for that hour. But I was there before everyone else. So uh, that was like a huge. That was like a huge. I think that's why I got it because they were like, dude, you've been here every day an hour early an hour earlier than every other person working your ass off. And I was like, Oh, I was on Facebook <laughs> for the last I pulled, hour. This, this guy's I just a great, up. great actor. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> say that. Hey, the skills has always been there. See, I see me on the other hand, I'm pulling up 79. I'm walking in the dough, like, Oh, seats all taken. There's like three left. I'm like, ah, stuck with the bare minimum. But, uh, yeah, I always get, there was a kid in high school who got mad at us on the baseball team because in sprints like you know like at the end of your practice they make you do sprints or whatever it was right which all sucked and he was he was a bigger kid um and he would he it, the, dude for four years this guy was playing the coaches as a freshman to a senior so I, so i was a freshman when he was a senior and of course the freshmen you know we're trying to like try hard because we want to be on varsity and we're like you know sucking up to everyone and the coaches so during these sprints we're like busting our asses and this guy up until me and my buddy joined the team had like the system rigged to where he would run at 50%, right? But he ran at 50% from the day he started baseball freshman year because he said he's a super smart kid. I think he works for Goldman Sachs now. But he, he said, because then they never expect me to run 100%. Mm-hmm. So I can go through training 50% 
And then if I need to, I can step it up like during the games. And then they're like, whoa, this kid's fast. But they never expect me to be fast because from for the last four years, I've been running at 50% speed. So he's like, fuck you guys for coming in here and ruining that for me because now I'm dead last. And, you know, the coaches are yelling at me to step on it. And now I actually have to run fast. But it was funny because I was like, wow, this dude really played the coaches for four years. Thinking that he was some slow coach, right? Because he just didn't want to participate in the in the trainings. And I was like, if, wow, if, it's a genius. If doing the bare minimum was a person. Look, he's just out yeah. there. Coach, hey. But I made it, though, coach. It oh, might, he, the time was, might have been slow, but hey, I'm here. But, yeah, you know, that's what you got to do. These these places out here, these jo- these companies don't – do the bare minimum. You know they talk about going above and beyond. Fuck that. Look at look. You gotta do. Then they then they don't expect you to do more. See. Yep. But so it's different though in like a commission based role, right? And that's why I'm in commission because I feel like literally if I was like, if someone just handed me a million bucks and was like a year and was like, yo, this is your salary. You have to do all of this. I would just do what they told me to do. I would never do more. And I I, I say yeah. that like not to out myself. But to just prove a point that, like, yo, if you put an uncapped commission in front of me, I will go balls to the wall, and I will make whoever is the CEO of that company the most money that they could ever possibly make. Because now I'm going to put my head down and, like, bust my ass, because the more money they make, the more money I make. But if you give anybody a million-dollar salary a year, you know, not that many millennials these days have a good work ethic at all. I didn't until I found commission-based work. Um and now, dude, I just like I'm obsessed with work. Like I just I I'd work twenty four seven if I could. I hear that money, money, money. I think that's what. Well, I th- we all need a little help more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. be money driven. Just yeah. I some mean, people, I think it some just people just so much. Some people are just like I'm okay with just like. The bare minimum, like, oh, I'm, I'm so people, so many people are just so comfortable. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good where I'm at. Nothing, nothing's bad really happening. I'm, I'm good. I, I like, I like this job. I do. I heard a, I heard something. It said if you don't, if your income at your job doesn't increase, of like you being there two years, that you don't get a promotion or something, you have to leave that job and you're losing money. You ever heard something like that, Tim? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody heard something like that? Wait, tell us yeah, about it. I didn't hear. If like. I'm trying to say it. So if like if you don't get a promotion or some kind of raise or if you're commission based and you didn't make more money than you did last year in like like a two uh, two year period, then you you should like leave the job because like you're losing out on money. Mm. You're in th- yeah, it's a fact. Like that. I I haven't heard. Well, the other thing, the other thing too that someone said is like, look if if your job is is asking you to do more or stay later or people are asking to cover your shifts they're like you know so many people just say yes right but they're not like they're doing more work for the same amount of salary and that's how jobs kind of like screw you over is because you know they ask you to take on a new task but they don't pay you for it right because it's just like a part of the job but if you if you were to like so say say you're at a job for two years right you don't get a pay raise or anything but your your job duties actually increase over that time where maybe they make you like a mentor or, um, you know, maybe they're having you do a little bit more work here, a little bit more work there, your, your pay stay the same. But if you were to go back and look at your job description, so if you're making 50 grand a year, this was actually some good advice. If you're making 50 grand a year 
Okay. And you have your job description of like what all entails with that 50 grand. And then in, in a year from now, you reevaluate, you look back and you say, here's my job description, but here's what I do on a daily basis. Right. And it's like 10 X the amount of work. Okay. So over the, over the year, you busted your ass. They saw you were doing well. They put you in, you know, they started giving you more work, but they didn't raise your pay. You just thought it was part of the job, right? The better you get, the more work you can handle. But then what she said was you look at your job description and then go find a job description for exactly what you are doing, right? Because it's like 10 more times the amount of Oh, and then and then you say when they ask you to do more shit. Yep. You look, you take you you, you go and find a new job description of all the shit you're doing, and let's call it a manager role, right? Like everywhere else in beat.com says, Oh, all of the these job duties that you are doing, you should, you know, the average salary in Salt Lake City is 75 grand. So then you take that job description and your old job description and your old salary and you walk to your boss and you say, look, um, this is what I'm getting paid for for 50 grand, right? So I'm going to only do this. Now you have me doing this for the last six months I've been doing this, okay? So in my right hand are all the job duties I'm currently doing and the estimated average salary in Salt Lake City is 75 grand for these job duties. These job duties over here for 50 grand are the job duties that I started with and now I've increased to here. Therefore, I'm not getting paid for the work I'm doing. So you can either pay me for the work that I'm doing and we can negotiate a new salary, or I'm going to not do the work that I'm doing now and just go back to my job duties in my initial letter. And then that's how you get pay raises a lot faster than other people. I heard of that, that tactic too. And I thought I was a genius. I had to show, I had to show Kylie, I showed everyone and I'm like, look, look at this. Dude, why would a job pay you more money? Why would they just call you and be like, yo, we're going to give you a pay raise. You're fucking awesome. They're not going to. Because if, if they can get away with not paying people, then they're going to make more money. The corporate, the CEO of CHG doesn't give a fuck about you, Foss. Right? Like, he, he does. Wait, hold on. About Wait. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Foss, listen. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This you know is news to like, me. That's all I'm saying. but like he's not just gonna call you up and be like foss you have been killing it here's a pay raise you have to proactively as the employee they're like they're like yo you have to stop all his meetings he stops all his meetings he's like yo i can't go to my meeting i heard my boy foss is doing rough down there i gotta i'm gonna promote him up i'm like i'm just waiting for him to bring me up i know the longer you wait the longer you wait the more behind you are in business You have to you have to be proactive. It's your career. It's not their career. You're the one doing the work. You're the one getting the money. You're the one putting in the effort. Like if you want more money, go get it. They're not just gonna hand it to you. Nobody will. You gotta get your own. Yeah, bro, I I I I saw that and I that was kind of like changed my mindset when I saw that that fucking tactic or mm-hmm. or little advice. Like I was like, it's just it's just crazy to think about. Like there are literally other places out there offering higher wages and you're just you're just comfortable at your job because you've been there for three years and you and you know all the same employees and and the other jobs a little bit farther and whatnot but mm-hmm. they I mean, pay over but there. it all travels back show me your friends and i'll show you your future you know what i mean hey. like that's, that's kind of what it is it's like if you're around other people who are just comfortable in life like you're gonna be comfortable in life can i look can i no, just say something about more on that quote, let me tell you something. I'm fr- show me. Fr- I used to I used to live in the trailer parks in the woods with some country ass motherfuckers in North Carolina. Let me tell you, 
And and if I haven't came to Utah, I don't know where I would be right now. I might be wearing overalls in the woods with no shoes on, with my own little house, my own little shack, chilling. So because it's just like you're just in that neighborhood, you're just at, you're just at home, and then it's just like like when people move away from college. I think it's it's way it's way better because then you're you're you get like ambitious, it's like you get you want to you want to leave, you want to see what's out there. But then people, how many people have just been living in like Nephi, Utah for just 45 years, 50 years, hunt, like mm-hmm. chilling, Roy, Utah, like just living in like, just like how many there. people just don't, they don't get out of it. Cause they're just like, this is what I grew up doing. Yeah. And I think I that's, all, the, I that's the struggle. Do. That's the struggle I have right now is that it's hard for me to find people for my job that kind of want more out of life because so many people are, are just like satisfied with, you know, what they, uh, they're satisfied because all they've, all they've lived is that life. Right. So they're like, Oh, my parents made 65 grand combined and we lived this life. I like that life. All I have to do is make 65 grand. But if you're going to be in sales and you're going to come to me and say 65 grand is all I need to make, you're not going to join my team because that just shows like you're comfortable, right? You're not going to push yourself. It's basically like go get a job that is you sixty five grand salary, right? Like don't come try and be a real estate agent or or whatever. Um, now, of course, people can do that. That's just not who I want to associate myself with because I push myself every day to want more and to get more, and I want to surround myself with people and I want people to surround themselves with me who also want that because then I know that if they make sixty five grand, they're they're disappointed because they felt like they could make more and then the next year they're gonna blow up. You know, they're gonna make so much money which again is going to feed the team money and then we can go out and go on more vacations or give back to the community more. Right. Cause now we're all making more money. Everybody. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Let's say, but Hey, that, that brings me like go, going back to just like asking, I remember in, in CHD's little core we had, I don't know if, if you, if you were in this one or, or, or saw this, but remember when they were like, did anybody ask uh, for like a higher salary when they got hired? Yep. You remember that? I remember this vividly. One fucking no kid one, in the room of No people. one raised their hand. One kid in the back raised their hand. She said, "Okay, what was your name?" He's like, "Yeah." Did did you did you get it? Did they did they grant it? Grant it? He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, mm-hmm. everyone what? else in the room was like, "Are you yo, fucking kidding like, me?" Yo, that just all I had to do was ask. Yeah, look. Hey, seventy k ain't gonna cut it. Look, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need you bring me off at least ninety five. We, we, yeah, we can do that, For real? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you could do that. You goddamn right, you could do that. But damn, I'm telling you, that's that shit blew my mind, bro. They said all all he did was just. No, I'm, I'm gonna need this. He said yeah, one oh, kid okay. out of like two hundred. That was crazy. I do remember that vividly. I actually told that story the other day. Yeah, and I'm like, if only I would have known. So next time, I, I if I ever like, when I get a like, if I interview, I can say, yeah, it's only here. Is that is that okay? Nah, at least, you know, my my credentials. So did you look look at my resume? I don't think I don't think you're here. Look, look at this. Okay, I'm gonna need at least. You see, I made it through three I, years I, of college, bitch. You see that right I, here? I'm gonna need, yeah, I'm gonna need. You know how many students? I'm gonna need at least ninety ninety three. Start me off. <laughs> Yo, because see here, if you break it down, then I could pay. Yeah, you, if you take a look at your, you're not, you're not looking. 
I got my financial advisor. I'm gonna bring him in for a second. Come here. Yeah. He's right. No, I I called him to the. I brought him to the interview. What were you gonna say, Javi? No, I was just. I think I'm good now, bruh. I hope. The thing it was just it was my mic the whole time. It was just making a weird thing, and I just fixed it. But I don't think it was picking up any audio though. I think we're good. I think. Wait, what? Say that. Hold on. You did you see the snap I sent you? I'm gonna need you to say that one more time. So the thing is that that's because the thing is so the way we talk over here, you know, there's like levels that show up and down and stuff. My mic, Mm -hmm. I wasn't saying anything, and it would like be jerking up and down. But the thing is like. It's like dead silent in here, so I don't know what was doing it, but I turned, I guess the volume to my other line and to my interface was up, but the thing is that nothing's going in it, so I don't know why it was still affecting. I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Is it? Is it just you probably possibly not being recorded or everyone? No, it, if it's anything, it's me. That's why I've been quite, kind of quiet because I don't know how a mic sounds. I won't know until the end, so... That's why I haven't really been saying too much. But we're good. We're good. All right. Let's go. Let's go. My bad, Ken. Right, the mood just coming in here just like that. No. Yeah, I'm reading well, something on Facebook just, right now. It's I'm called the 10 this. second rule. So it says, uh, it's basically if somebody can, if somebody can not fix something in about 10 seconds, don't point it out. For example, if somebody has something stuck in their teeth, tell them because they can easily fix that within 10 seconds. But if somebody has crooked teeth or something like that, then don't bring it up because they can't fix it in 10 seconds. Pointing out things that people <laughs> can't easily fix is unnecessary, and the person probably already knows about it. But they're probably insecure, so just don't point it out. Are you so, like, if someone's like, hey, like no, no to, I'm just Are you like, coming at me? Hey, 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 no. He said, hey, you, you can fix it in 10 seconds. Don't bring he's it up. He's saying you shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> yeah, That's I know. I know. That's what he's saying. He should should have just shut up, Javi. Don't say anything. That's ironic. It just like popped up on my Facebook. Right I there. like how the quote said, like, someone's got crooked teeth. Like, you was like walking up to somebody. Damn, Gina, Man, your, your teeth are crooked. Your teeth are crooked as fuck. And like, no, no one said that. Like, dude, yo, honestly, what the hell? What's going on, fat ass? Like, obviously, like, you don't point that out. Like, what kind of example? Like, that was a funny ass example that they used. Like, if someone's like, okay, what if, like, someone's got a big stain? Like, bam, you're at dinner, and big old ketchup stain, bam, right on their pant leg. Ten seconds? Can they fix that in ten seconds or you don't tell them? Good question. I don't know how I feel. Because you're like, possibly I could fix this right now if I, I go. Feel targeted. But then, you know what I'm saying? Why do you feel targeted? because. You, how, you got ketchup on your pants right now? <laughs> yeah, whole recording. This took me a whole we're, hour. We're blood. We're blood brothers. I just hope it's... I'm just upset you're... I'm just not upset. We're having a good time. You That's know, it is time. what it is. It, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. This is this is the eight. God damn it. Okay. It's a roller coaster over here. Over here, and I think that's what kind of keeps our listeners kind of engaged. You know, you honestly, you honestly don't know what the fuck is about to happen. Like, so the anticipation yeah. is honestly astonishing. It's nerve nerve wracking, and you're welcome. What else okay. do you want to know, Foss? It's just as hectic over here. I want to know why. Hold up, let me talk about this. I want to know why people. 
I went out last weekend for one of the first times in a minute. I want to know why people smell so bad when they go out. Yeah. Listen, everybody knows you've been to, you've been to some place and you if that person just walks past you or you just in an area where you're like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all feel yeah. me out there? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't smell yourself, dude. It's like really hard to to smell yourself. It's it's not. That's that is Again, true. People got to tell you can fix that. Yo, you got to Yep. No, some people just stink, bro. Some people can't fix like you can't fix that in ten seconds, bro. You are gonna need to like marinate in some soap and like some oxyclean or something. That yeah, safe but wouldn't you think that they want to know yeah. like something like that? You tell your homie, like, bro, how do you break it to him, bro? Listen, G. You smell like a litter box, my guy. And I can't take it again. I would want someone to tell just, me. Listen, I'm telling you, no, I think what it is, people go to the club. No, they go out to these bars and whatever these establishments. And you're not washing your fucking clothes. Listen, I know you you get back home and and I know some people are putting that that shirt. That's that shirt they go out. That's that Saturday, every other Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Sweaty, it's got BO and you throwing it back on. People, y'all gonna wash your clothes. Get I know you like the shirt, but put it in a washer. Or jersey. Please. Did you ever see dudes that wear the same jersey? Like they go every bro, week. I'm not, you know, bro. bro, I'm telling you, that's that's what it is, bro. Uh, I've seen this dude, bro. There's a guy I know. He he be wearing a Columbia jersey. He need to retire that shit. Bro. <laughs> I, know, I know a couple <laughs> Columbians that damn that, that jersey ain't been washed in, in some decades. That jersey even wore more than the, the actual player be wearing it. That's that's that was your granddad's jersey. He ain't uh-huh. watched it since, huh? <laughs> no, but I get you on the stinky no. thing, though. No, but I, I just I just had to say that because I went out and I'm like, listen, tell your friends they stink, people. Tell them, yo, I know you, you wore that shirt. Did you shower? You didn't shower before. How do you get ready for the night? And you, you ain't not going to wash your ass. Hey, if I stink, I know yeah, sometimes I get I get sweaty. Know. I get sweaty sometimes. If I ever stink, That's what I'm saying. I need to let you me, know. You need to let me know, but because I hate that, bro. Because when someone does stink, the first thing I think, I think it's me. Mm. And I'm like, shit, I probably stink right now. So then I'm self conscious, asking everybody, yo, do I stink? And I say, no, you're fine. But you want to know something that it, it, sometimes, bro, there's some people that just don't. I don't know if it's like a religion thing or something, but they're not allowed to wear like certain, you know, stuff to, and then that just makes a BL stink so bad. I'm saying, I'm saying, but soap and water, I feel like that is kind of like universal or something. But I don't think that would like, cover it. Not even just that. I think it's more than that. I'm telling you, bro, you, people don't clean themselves. They don't clean the clothes they, they put in their closet. Bro, the worst, okay, that's the worst thing. What about when someone comes to your like house and they got funky ass feet or something? Oh. You tell that guy, but like, bro, I remember the only reason I thought about this is because when you come to my house, you gotta take your shoes off. I had a guy, the dude who who would come over, and he and I think I don't know if he was dating one of my roommates or or, or what, but take his shoes off, bro, and oh, they be humming, like, <laughs> bro, they I, like you can kind of see him. Like, if you kind of look closely, you can kind of see him, like, you know, something's like really hot outside and you can kind yeah. of, like, kind of like wavy and shit. Yeah. Like, heat so waves? Look at him, bro. I'm, I'm, yeah, bro. Heat waves on the, come off their feet. I'm like, whoa. Nah, bro. 
You can ask Trevor. I know sometimes. How many? Sometimes my feet do be stinky because I be slacking on the on the on the washer, and you know. But I'm not taking my shoes off. I'll let you know. That's the thing is that people that have stinky feet, I feel like they have to know. You know, they, they wearing dirty socks. I feel like it goes back to just like yeah, wash your socks. You be wearing dirty socks, hobby. You be wearing di- dirty socks. Hey, listen, man. Sometimes <laughs> I do fall behind, and the thing that sucks is it's this is what happens. Listen, people, it's a it's a decline. I'm just being a hundred percent honest here with you, people, right now. I'm I'm, I'm hanging it out on, on whatever you say, whatever fucking metaphor. But listen, don't let your socks go, because then the thing is, then your socks stink, and then your fucking shoes start to stink. stink. Then you gotta fix everything. Then it, it was just because you didn't go, you know, wash your socks. Now you gotta go find a remedy for your shoes. You gotta probably get new socks, and it's a whole cycle. Yeah, it's a whole cycle. You know what I'm saying? So before you gotta switch your shoes out, just wash your damn socks. And if you got feet fungus or some weird stuff, I'm sorry, but if you don't have that, please wash your socks. Yeah. To to in in that, just I just had to get that out there. Tell your friends they stink. Tell them to wash. The clothes they wore to the club last weekend. Don't wear them again, okay? I know you like the shirt. Wash your ass. God damn, tell your friends. They, God damn. I feel like sometimes oh, I overly look. wash my ass because everybody says that my ass. Dude. That's cap. Look, that's cap. Look, let's move on from that. That's, that's cap. Listen. Here, we'll move I on. Forgot. I have an yeah. announcement. Oh, okay. 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 So, for those of you out there who are interested, I am... Um, building i'm helping a team build and start and run their salt lake real estate branch and so for any of you out there who want to make some racks and want to be a real estate agent you got to call me because we we are we are opening up our office next week in downtown right downtown it's got everything you could imagine a rooftop deck that looks over the city and uh yeah i'm starting i'm starting a real estate group and this is like people that are licensed already or people that are thinking to get licensed or what are you looking for whoever whoever so like it's easier to transition somebody who's already been selling right but we have all the systems in place to train new agents as well so we encourage that okay so here's here's my question to that what if you know there's there are a lot of people scared to make that jump you know now you're talking about doing real estate now right right now yeah say if you already do sales you're scared to make that jump do you is it like you don't get a guaranteed like some people like to see that guaranteed you know salary but so it's just like you got to take that leap and i think the i think it's worth it Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah no i definitely think it's worth it i'm also the type of person though that is uh like again like i can't you can't give me a salary and and like tell me to bust my ass every day because like if I just get the job done like I get the job done that's what I'm getting paid to do right I'm not going to go above and beyond um, nor should anyone else who's smart right because yeah. if they're going to still pay you just to get the job done get the, get the job done right go spend more time with your family go do more things that you like don't stay after hours if you're getting the same pay um that doesn't apply for healthcare or anything like it does but like if someone's breaking their arm or like they're dying you should probably stay even if your shift is over. <laughs> but yeah outside of that um dude i think it's 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 an easy it's an easy jump and i i really think like once you make your first paycheck it that's when it hits like that's the realization of like oh okay now i now i get it now i'm comfortable here and that's crazy right now too because i'm I'm guessing this whole house stuff i mean real estate is probably booming right now right 
Yeah. I mean, I had, uh, along with probably 90% of my real estate peers, we had our best year ever last year and already, uh, you know, we're, what are we eight months in and, um, we're, we're kind of like surpassing what we passed last year, which was a, a, a all time high for us. Um, it, it is crazy. And I think that, uh, there's, it's definitely slowing down. We're definitely getting more inventory houses are coming back on the market. Um, but interest rates are still really low. It's still a really good time to buy. It's a really good time to sell. So it's kind of like we're, we're, I think right now in a perfect mix, I think last year was too crazy, right? Um, people were getting like crazy amounts of money for their houses. Uh, I mean, there was a house that had 95 offers on it, 95. Damn. Um, there's another house that I know that sold for a hundred percent more than what it was listed for. So mm -hmm. like literally they just, they just Double doubled off. the price. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because it was like a one point three million dollar house. Oh wow, bro! You're thinking, okay, never mind. That you're that rich and I think that, but I'm like, you're thinking like, damn, yeah. I should have put, we should have put it up for you know, a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Up with that. You're like, damn. You're like, damn. I really sold like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's damn. been it's been a blessing. It's been really good. Um, my life lately has been awesome and crazy busy. Um. Yeah, and I just partnered up with the Utah Life Group out of Davis County, so they're actually starting a, a Salt Lake City branch, and I'm gonna build that out and run it. So we're trying to get up to like 30 agents uh, within and, the next and, like six months. And what's it called? Um, it's gonna be called the Utah Life Group SLC or Salt Lake City because yeah, we've got one out in you, Davis County. Utah Life Group SLC, people, you heard it here first. And then I mean, yeah. on the eight, we'll put your number out <laughs> too on the. On the post, just so people know how to contact you too. We got some people out there yep. who I got some people who listen who do sales. So I know well, so, y'all like yeah, that that's money. The, that's the other thing. So, um, I I do think one of my good friends, his name is Spencer. He transitioned from SaaS, right, like tech sales, to real estate, and he closed like seventeen million dollars his first year, which translates to like, uh, let's do some quick math. Like two hundred and fifty grand in his pocket, his first year in real estate. That's crazy. You think he was busting his ass? You think he's working more than no, dude. People, though? No, that, that guy travels. He travels more than anyone I know. He loves his life, like to go out on the lake. Um, he spends a lot of time out in the outdoors. Um, again, that's what I'm saying is like you you have to work hard, right? It's not just a given that you're going to yeah, come in and make a bunch of money. But if you can implement the correct systems, that you know can streamline your business it makes it way more efficient right so you can do more in a certain amount of time so i'm not saying i don't work work smarter hours a week, right yeah and I, again i'm not saying i don't work 60 hours a week or 80 hours a week or 100 hours a week right like the, the hours are still getting put in the, the mental capacity like stress level like everything's still getting put in like i'm working my ass off but by streamlining your processes if i still wanted to make 250 grand right? I don't have to exhort any more energy to make that 250 grand. All the more hours I'm putting in just adds on top of that, right? So if you made 250 grand next year, you don't have to work harder to still make 250 grand. You don't, you're not taking on more responsibility. You could just do it the same, but your life's going to be crazy, right? So you're working hundred hours a week. You make 250 grand. Okay. Next year you want to make 350 grand. You'd think, well, I have to work twice as hard, right? No, you don't. Because you're running around like a chicken with its head cut off, trying to make 250 grand a year. If you streamline your processes, now you can go make 500 grand a year, 
by doing the same amount of work as you would if you, you know, like the year previous when you were running around because you've got systems in place and processes in place that help you take on more business, right? So you're still the same amount of busy, but now you're doubling your profit because you have systems in place to help you transact on houses way easier. So that's what I mean by like work smarter, not harder. Okay. You can double your revenue by putting in the same amount of hours if you just have your systems and processes in place. And that's what we provide. Like, that's why it's so good to join a team because we do that for you. Mm. You're not just out there by yourself, just, just like a chicken mm. with your head cut off. You got no, and that, at least yeah. some sort of direction, you know? Yeah. And all your overhead is paid. So talking about only commission, right? Like now you're your own boss. You're your own CEO of your own company. You have to pay for marketing. You have to pay for an office. You have to pay, like all of this stuff comes out of your paycheck now, not, not corporate ladder. Right. And that's the other thing about joining a, a team that's so beneficial is like, you're taking a massive risk for you and your family or yourself, whatever it is to go commission only right? Because nothing's guaranteed. So why go commission only and pay 100% of all your own costs when you can go commission only and basically like everything's covered, all your expenses. You literally have zero expenses. That's pretty, sounds that's pretty dope. Yeah, it, yeah. Sounds, it sounds nice. Yeah. Again, it's just like you can go out and make 250 grand on your own, but you're going to be, uh, unless you're a super detailed person, you're going to be all over the place. Or you can go out and make 250 grand a year, work probably half the amount of time and, because you've got systems in place. Or now you can, again, double your profit because we place the systems right in your lab and teach you how to do it, teach you how to use them. So I think that's the exciting part that I'm looking forward to in the future is, is allowing people, uh, you know, to help people have that realization. So if anybody like, yeah, Cliff, like at freaking CHG, right? Like you have enough sales experience to understand what it takes well that's how even his job is just like that if you think about it yeah exactly every sales job is they're already getting and that's your what i'm clients, saying Cliff. you got your office all your yeah, stuff they it's, got your, it's, all your resources. it's scary man that's what i was asking I will, we'll definitely talk but uh it's it's I, you so, know you gotta take that leap i'm talking over here preaching you gotta practice what you preach i'm looking myself in the mirror right to, now yeah, you have really, to. Uh, he literally he is. is. He's literally if Fossey has a mirror, he looks at himself with his days. Not today. I'm in. Not today, people. Okay. I'm letting the people that know I'm in the fucking closet again. Oh okay. no, I've been That's sanctioned funny. away. I'm in the closet because you know this working from home life is tough. Is tough. My girl's in the room. I'm loud as shit. I'm in the closet. It's an easy equation for you. Well, there you go. Anyways, but I, there's, there's no mirror. I'm out of my element. But we're on the eight. Well, so I'm in my own yeah. uh, All right, but uh, but let's actually. Uh, no, but hold on, journey... I, I want to ask hold something. On. No, no, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I want to ask this first. Ask something. No, no. So bro, people, because because I'm 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 with that too. Because I've been offered certain jobs too, where it's like a commission only base, and like the money seems good. I've done commission only once, and it, I it's it could be scary. But what would you say to someone like you know like boss or or anyone out there that you know, I was scared to do that leap. Okay. Perfect. Because this goes back to like the very first thing we talked about. If you want more out of life, you have to be willing to take a risk, right? Like you can't just go to your job every day, nine to five. Like if you, so like my girlfriend's a great example, right? She's putting in the hours right now 
but she sees something greater for herself, right? And she's actually mm-hmm. like the highest paid, I don't know if I can say it, like the highest paid person at her company in the job she does, right? Because she went after it. So there's ways to do it, like within your nine to five job. I'm not saying go commission only because you don't work, you know, you're not working a nine to five anymore. But like within your nine to five, you can also take risks, right? Like you can also say like, look, this is, uh, I'm here right now and I need to be here. And if you can't provide that for me, like I have to go somewhere else. Well, that's a risk because they can say, all right, see you later. And now you're jobless, right? Yeah. But if you value yourself enough and you take that risk, bro, like, I mean, for her, for example, like it paid off a tremendous amount. Like she's not getting paid way more than she was because she took the risk to say like, look, I got to go find something else if you guys aren't going to provide with what I need. Um, So it goes back to that, right? Like, like if you want to be a real estate agent, you're not going to go be a real, nobody's going to pay you a salary to be a real estate agent. Nobody. And if, if you accepted a salary position, real estate job, then you are the most, yeah, you are the most complacent, boring ass person in the entire world. And sorry for all boring ass. It's, it's serious. Like you can go out there. Vanilla ass. You can, you can go out there. Like if you're going to take that job, then take the risk because the reward is like so great. Right. So if you can see the carrot, like if you, if you look at somebody in real estate and you're like, wow, they make half a million dollars a year. That's crazy. But I, you know, I want to do that. I want to get there, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well you can, you have to take that risk. That person took the risk, right? They went commission only and now look at them, right? Like Mm. I made more money my first year in real estate than I ever did at any other job working there for four years just and i was terrified 100 that's the just say that again the risk you just you have to take the risk get a risk there's there's literally no way around it like Uh, the reward if you really look at it like every commission job pays more money than basically any other job out there besides like executives at massive banks and stuff yeah i could go make more money than a doctor like a surgeon like a brain surgeon right and and we don't have the same we we don't have the same like i can go golfing every day if i wanted to i can you know a surgeon's like in surgery for 24 hours they can't but i'm getting paid way more than they are i don't have any student loans i don't you know what i mean because i took risk in a commission basic job okay big flex huh no i see i I saw no i saw you though i see i see that's all mommies the man's just got back from what was you were on seattle doctors he was out he was out in seattle I seen it just recently. It's mad. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the the potential is there. Hey, I know no, the hey, potential yeah, yeah, yeah. of real estate agents who make over a million dollars a year. I know you're speaking into the future. I know you're looking forward. Look, we're with you, brother. We're all, we're all, we're all trying to get there. He, he could. He is. Floss, I, I can see you do it, Floss. I, I know you can. I mean, you're, you could too. We could all do it. We yeah, can all but, do it. How you know, salesman? I, no, I know. I th- honestly, and I feel like I, I can I, I connect a lot with what you say about the whole why am I gonna work harder if it you know I do that a lot, like, and that's a bad thing for me. And I feel like maybe and that's that's why it's it's kind of like I'm like damn maybe this is what I need something because I know when it's flight or fight, bro, and I need to make money. Yeah, like I'll always find like there's not not been a time where I'm just like completely broke. Like I'll always find a way to get money out of nowhere. Just because mm-hmm. I know I can do it, like and this is the job for you, or something like it. Yeah, I don't that's know. the adrenaline, just, bro. When it, you're when your back's against the wall, bro, 
you gotta and, and you you gotta fight. Yeah, and it's if you, if you want it, hell. yeah. But then all of a sudden, it comes in droves, and you're just like, wow. When it rains, it pours. Like here I am, like I'm on top of the world right now, and that feeling is amazing. It's just like, Tim, yeah. This is why I love Tim. This is why Tim inspires me. Tim ends up quitting the job. Right? I'm like, dang, what happened, man? And Tim was kind of like. You're already, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're already like uh, selling houses kind of before you start working, but then you kind of slowed down a little bit there. And well, so things. I took the risk, right? Like I became a real estate agent. And then after like eight months, I was like, God, is this for me? Right? Like, man, I just want my weekends back. Like, I just want to chill and not mm. think about work on the weekends. So I said, let me, let me try it. Like, let me see what I can do. Let me see what another sales job looks like, right? With benefits and all this stuff that real estate doesn't give you. Um, let me see it. Right? Because I can still go make good money i can still you know at chg uh but i have more of a corporate lifestyle i'm there from like nine to five and then i go home and i don't have to worry about it let me see if that works so that's why i got or I interviewed for chg Foss. so yeah you're right like i was doing real estate a little bit before i got into that yeah yeah and then and then all of a sudden this motherfucker quits i'm like yo what happened like i'm a little hurt i'm like you can't leave me right here i'm a little i'm a little distraught a little bit and he's like the money's too slow He's like, I, what is that commercial? He's like, I need it and I need it now. And I was like, God damn. Yeah. I respect that. Well, it's a, it's a blessing. CSG was, yeah, because the job was like, well, they were like, the, uh, they were like, oh, it's going to be slow here your first year. You're probably not going to make so much until yada, yada, yada. And then they're just like blowing smoke up your ass the whole time. But it's going to click. Yada, yada. And then, you know, we're like six months in. We're like eight months in. And I'm like, you're like, no. This ain't it. Mm-hmm. So I respect. No, I respect that. So I just, I, I just, that's fucking funny as fuck. My, my goal's always been to make more money in one month than I made in my salary at CHG. That, that so was now my goal you're trying to. Uh, so now you're trying to flex on me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just saying like, that was my goal. No, so kidding. I was like, you know, if I can, if I can make this in just a kidding. year, we're just gonna name the podcast. What's crazier than that? Let's make Flynn it the Flex God. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, I know it's just you got. I like you like. No, I mean you, you worked, you worked you hard. Yeah. you got no, and it's like, I like that book, that secret man. That just like that that positive like. Just being positive and just speaking it to events uh, like existence and and things like that, like that shit is real and people need to realize that is like you you can control it all. Like just like have a positive mindset. It's all gonna work out. You're gonna make it, and just believe in yourself more. And just think, yep. just stop being so yep. stop being so negative. Like I I try to be as with me. I get down sometimes. I'm not I'm not perfect. We know we all aren't. You know what I'm saying? But I try my hardest to be as as positive as as happy and as you know as possible because it just it works it works you just yeah. speak into existence and i think more people need to realize that you know don't get down on yourself yeah. don't be so negative because bro i'm telling you you everyone knows that person that's just nagging bro i'm like what you complain you always complaining dog yeah like what you upset about today hey let me answer the phone what you upset about today Perk up a little bit, yeah. smile. Hey, but listen, this has definitely been one of my favorite episodes of the season. And Tim, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking to everybody and, and taking time out of your day to just just be here. So, 
uh, we at the eight, we appreciate that. And we thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. This was fun. No, My first ever podcast. There you go. There, there we go. So, Tim, closing out, I mean, tell the people what you, what you got next. You got your you got your thing. How can they contact you? How can they find you? Yeah, throw your plug. Yeah, plug so, yourself, man. Uh, Instagram, Tim Flynn underscore, F-L-Y-N-N. And then uh, you can find me, Tim Leary Holmes, Tim, L-E-A-R-Y Holmes at Gmail. Or sorry, that was my email. Uh, TimLearyHolmes.com and uh, all my contact information is on there. Don't. Don't. Right, we rock. appreciate it. Well, hey. We appreciate it, man. All right. Until next week, we out. Peace out.